All right. Uh, Illini Basketball Podcast, episode 145. Um, you know, coming to you. February 7th. Yep. 2023. Remember when you were going to yep. put the date and all the intros? Yeah, that I was thinking ahead a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> Illinois losing to Iowa three days ago. Three days yeah. ago, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what can you do? It's supposed to be a game day, but it's not. Uh, I guess we should just get this yeah. out of the way first with Illinois supposed to play Minnesota tonight. Minnesota apparently COVID only exists in the Big Ten. I mean, what yeah, is it like? I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, I so it got rescheduled for the twentieth. Uh, Underwood, it's not going to be happy. I assume, uh, or should he? I mean, it's a six ridiculous. games in or three games in six days. I think now they got eight over the next twenty-two. So, and. According to Brad, this team can't handle runs like that. So it's always good. I I almost I I would think that at this point right now, where this team is, I would think that that game on February twenty third against Northwestern is going to be where they run out of gas. So you hope that they can go into Indiana and win and then beat Minnesota. But yeah, that's, I, that's probably the biggest thing is that instead of, you know, a bounce back game against Minnesota, you got to hope that it's not a overlooked game in between Indiana and, and trying to, you know, get one against Northwestern instead of getting swept. So uh, it's just, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to put rules in, stick to the rules. Well, I know they're different situations, but I mean, this is the same league that blindly followed their rules to give Michigan a BS regular season title two years ago. True. So, uh, but true. now they they won't follow their own rules because Northwestern gets to reschedule like thirty games. Yeah. It's just stupid. It's completely inconveniencing other teams and coaches. Yeah, and it's the Big Ten to a T. I would say uh, very yeah. on brand for the Big Ten to yep. do this. Yep. So. Uh, Steve's here with us this morning. Steve, how you doing? Uh, crypto's coming in hot this morning. He says, good morning, fellas. Why does Hawkins suck so bad? Everyone knows when he gets to the paint, he's not going to the basket. Drives me nuts. Uh, the week of practice can only help heading into the night. I agree. More, more time to play the number two, currently number two team in the big 10, more time to prep for them. I, you know, I don't think you're upset about that. I think you're just upset about where the game falls later on in the month. So, uh, yeah, more time to to prep for probably a game that you need to win against Rutgers to you know stay in the stay in the talk of at least a double buy because right now, although Illinois is sitting in third, they're currently eighth in the Big Ten tournament standing. So, I know that you don't care about the Big Ten tournament, Ethan. But I mean, who cares? Yeah, uh, but yeah, so Illinois loses in a road game against Iowa, eighty-one seventy-nine. Um, I hate to say that I, you know, talked it into fruition, but uh, Sanford basically hits a dagger three against Illinois to uh, win this game. But uh, we'll talk about the good. We'll talk about a little bit of the bad. But of course, we'll talk about our pogs first. Um, I went with Jay Nepps. Uh, Yesterday, they announced he was Big Ten Freshman of the Week, so congratulations to him. Uh, 30 minutes, 7 for 14 from the field, only 1 of 5 from 3, 1 for 1 from the line, 16 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists, another 0 turnover game. Um, since he started and running the point, uh, he's been very good with the ball, especially against the press um, that Iowa ran. 
Uh, Illinois did have some mistakes, but those didn't come from Jaden Epps. They came from, you know, uh, a veteran. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, at one point, he had 12 in a row for Illinois. It's amazing, again, how he can, you know, find, find lanes, how he plays so much under control. And I've talked about it repeatedly, repeatedly about how much better his defense is getting. Um, hoop, hoop Informatics on Twitter. Um, he put a little thing together, and this is only in conference play, but per 100 possessions for the other team when he is on the floor, uh, the other team scoring 90.7 points per 100 possession. 90.7, I think, points or baskets. I don't know. Per 100 possessions when he's on the bench, 119.4. So uh, he's definitely stepped up his defense. I don't think you have to rely on Sincere coming in and, and making that impact as much with, with, with as much as he has grown defensively. Um, the, the only uh, knock I got against Jaden Epps is, is the three at the end of the first half. Um, that whole sequence just kind of kind of killed the momentum for Illinois, you know, up four. I think there was 10 seconds left when he took that. No shot clock on. Um, and then, of course, Chris Murray comes down, hits the three. Terrence Shannon Jr. is in his face with no time left and doesn't put a hand up, which I, I don't know if you put a hand up, if it really matters at that point. But um, that just kind of swung it. Iowa comes out hot the start of the second half, and Illinois kind of gets back going. So um, that's just something that they got to – Got to figure out. Underwood said in the post game, uh, "quote By far and away, his best game of the year. He carried us because of our foul trouble." Um, and then he continued, "He's really good. Jaden is a rock star. He carried us in spots in the second half. You would be hard pressed to find a better freshman guard, not in just just this league, but in the country. No turnovers. I think you look at his turnovers in the last six or seven games is almost nil. Nil word I got working in my vocabulary apparently." Uh, you remember that press last year ate up Trent. This year, he just cooked it. It wasn't an issue. So um, he also said that his trust is growing with him by the minute. So, um, yeah, Jaden Epps, it, it's a, it's amazing as a freshman how under control he is playing and, and did not turn the ball over. He continues to just be impressive. He's going to be really good moving forward. So uh, go ahead. Sky Clark's better. Um, Sky Clark, your player of the game? <laughs> almost forgot about him the other day. Like, <laughs> and then I remembered, oh, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, hope he's doing well. Um, I will say about Epps, uh, is that a – I don't think Brad's meaning to take a shot at Purdue, but I feel like Purdue probably has the best guard, freshman guard in the Big Ten. But yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with probably the fact that Lawyer was playing big minutes right away. Epps kind of didn't yeah, come around. Had to I work mean, into it. Yeah, I think that's a big – yeah, but other than that, I mean, all Big Ten freshmen, he will be – should be second team. Because I assume the first team with guards, if they're going to actually follow the rules and pick like two guards, two forwards, and a center, I would assume that the freshman guards on the first team will be Fletcher, Lawyer, and uh, – 
or uh, what? What's his name? Uh, Hood Shafino. Hood Shafino, of course. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, accidentally forgot his name there huh? <laughs> um, because I was getting confused between the lawyer and his brother. I think it's his brother's foster lawyer, or this one's. Fo- I'm very confused. I think uh, this one's foster lawyer. Fletcher. Is it Fletcher? Yeah, it is Fletcher. It is Fletcher. Okay, yeah. I thought so. It's just so confusing sometimes. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, can we can we switch letters in the first name? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, my player of the game is Matthew Meyer, and then you put in parentheses, of course. Like, why wouldn't it be? Like, this is another game where he probably has 30 if he's is. not in foul trouble. That's true. Underwood even said that. So, And I think, you know, part Don't get in foul it, trouble. Part of it's on him, Matt. yes, I agree. But also, like, how many ticky-tack off-ball calls is he going to have to take i mean like every game there's one yeah i well i just feel like those calls i just feel like i he is so he's just i don't want to say slow but it's like he he's trying to mitigate them into being able to block a shot or something like that um but yeah i I, I don't know if that's a term um that makes, that makes sense in this spot. Uh, sure does. How about trying to like? I don't even know what you're trying to say. I don't know. Trying to get them. I don't know. He, he them easily into, lets people pass him, so he can come from behind. He's and, trying to bait and, them into letting. And also, shot. also the uh, the uh, I did like how he tried to do the you know around the back, pick it out of somebody's pocket. And they called it, and then they called it on the next one when it clearly was, wasn't a foul on Iowa. So uh, at least the rest were consistent in one thing. Sure. Uh, he played 28 minutes, probably plays 30-plus if not for foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven for nine from the field, four for six from three, three for three from the free throw line, 21 points, five boards, four assists, one turnover. I mean, what else do you want from the guy? I mean, seven for nine from the field, four for six from three, makes free throws. I want him to not foul. I Ethan. agree, but still <laughs> – uh, I mean, this is a game where if they win, he would be your player of the game. I don't know because when he when he had to go to the bench, Illinois had to rely on somebody else. So yeah, but they also made a run because yeah. of him in the second yeah. half, early yeah. in the second half. Yeah, I mean, he did hit that crazy three that he. I mean, I don't even know how he made that. Um. Underwood and Meyer both talked about foul trouble. Uh, Underwood said it affects both ends of the court. He's cooking them, and they had no answer for him. And he was the best player on the court the first half. But you can't commit those fouls and silly fouls. That impacts our team. Instead of a 21-point game, he should have been a 31-point game. Um, Meyer said, "Just he said, quote, just been fouling too much. That is just my fault. Replaying one in my head, I fouled Christian McCaffrey in the post. That was just a stupid foul, and that is the kind of stuff that is costing us right now. We just got to clean that up. Um, did he say Christian McCaffrey? He did say Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, uh, and I think that's the one where he tried to poke it out from behind him. Um, so um, he said, also said, when you have a close loss, I just replay certain plays in my head. I missed the rebound that Chris Murray got and kicked it out for a three. He so. should have called him like Kyle Murray or something. <laughs> he should. He should. Should have. He's trying to do his best Bardo impression. I guess. Go into the um, bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Travis, what's going on, buddy? Uh, congratulations on making it to state. By the way, uh, Jay says Meyer gets a little lazy on D sometimes. 
yet that's the least of their concerns. I think he gets bored. That's true. <laughs> that, might, that might be it. So, yeah, I, I mean, Matthew Meyer is – he's – he has turned into what we thought he was going to be. the The first of the year had some I think struggles. He's been better. I think he's been better than better we than what he thought. Yeah, last few. I would say that. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, then he's and, certainly better than the next guy. That's true. Um, Coleman Hawkins, <clears throat> um, thirty five minutes, played all twenty in the second half. Zero for seven, zero for four from three, uh, six of ten from the free throw line. Six points, nine rebounds. He did have six offensive rebounds. But I'm pretty sure three of those were off his own missed bunnies. So, you know, take it as as you want. One assist, three blocks, three turnovers. Um, he missed three free throws in a row down the stretch, which were pretty crucial. Um, he did get fouled on that out-of-bounds play where they called it out on him. Uh, Iowa gets the ball. They go down. They, they make that three. That three, I wish, you know, Dane Danger has to realize that's – Sanford out there, right? Uh, he's got to, he's got to jump at him or something. I don't, I don't foul him, but he just kind of nonchalantly walked out there to him. Let Sanford try to take it to the hole is all I gotta say. So, um, I, I just, you know, there's, there's those little things like Underwood talked about the press and how it ate up Trent Frazier, but like Coleman just, just lazily let that ball fall out of his hands. Um, he made the pass, you know. I'd say 40 foot pass to Matthew Meyer who had four fouls and then he was mad that Meyer didn't come to the ball um, to where he probably would have committed his fifth foul. So um, defensively, I thought he was good. I thought he did a good job on Chris Murray. Um, he was, he was very good at helping uh, off the ball. So uh, defensively, I see why he's in the game, but man, is he a liability on offense? Um, just, he's just, he seems weak to me. You know, he, he doesn't want to be aggressive at the basket. There were times where he got into the lane and it, it just, it, it doesn't work out. And then you have people, you know, posting on Twitter, look at our, our center bringing up the ball, you know, wow. It's amazing. Six ten center. He's not a center guys. Stop calling him one. If he was a center, he'd play the post once in a while. Roth.
Unplug and plug it back in. It worked. Are we still live? Can you guys hear us? I don't know where Ethan's at. He said his internet. We have the same internet because we live literally down the street from each other. So we're back. Okay. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, Ethan will probably be back, I assume. Um, so. Uh, where were we at? Where were we at? Uh, Wes said, RJ is tough to watch right now. Sucks knowing he has potential. Yeah, his shooting's been rough. Um, a lot of nonchalant passing this year. Um, I, I think that's a lot of Coleman. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you just can't have that from Coleman. Uh, Underwood said, uh, tough night for Coleman going over seven, but we asked a lot of Coleman, and I thought he did a pretty good job on on. He's, he, he's not coming back, so. Um, I guess you, you guys are stuck with me right now. Um, I don't know what he wants to do. But Rod says, I think the line I will bring it. Rutgers is above them in the standings. Yeah, I, I, I consider this uh, one of those like must win games. So, um, Terrence Shannon. 33 minutes, 3 of 10 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, 3 for 3 from the line, 11 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, 4 turnovers. Uh, Shannon seems to uh, be turning the ball over more lately. Um, his ball handling, I think people can get to his ball easier than what he has. So Hawkins looks like a baby deer who hasn't found his legs yet. Yeah, especially in the lane. Like I say, he just looks weak, um, which... I mean, I know that he's 6'10 and lanky, but I don't know why he's that weak. So, Indiana, Rutgers tonight. Yeah, big game. Um, but, yeah, his, his dribbling woes continue. <laughs> he, he's trying to come back online. You guys got any uh, anything to say? Anyways, I'll just keep going. Um, the, the three they took towards the end of the game, uh, not necessarily what you, you would think Illinois would want, um, get that ball to Meyer or get it to Jay Nepps, uh, somebody get to the basket, but Underwood said, do we see Goody on Saturday, Saturday? I think so. Probably my dogs are going to start barking now. So <laughs> Ethan will be back in a second. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, so this is going really well. Uh, I think we see Goody on Saturday. I think I think this this game off. I think we would have saw him tonight, actually, um, if Illinois would have, you know, been handling Minnesota how they should. Um, I, I think that we probably would have saw him. Um, Underwood did talk about Goody. Um, he was asked about him, of course, and he said, uh, quote, I'm going to be fair to him. He has been in two practices. One, he was gasping for oxygen and trying to find his lungs. We will see what how that happens in practice. 
We're back in practice tomorrow so we can see what it looks like moving forward. We will need him. Wasn't the right day to throw him out there in this environment on your first game back. So, um, <laughs> Ethan's trying to reset stuff. Uh, Hawkins always crying too. Dude is getting on my nerves. So much potential to score underneath. I agree. I, I I've talked about that at the beginning of the year, where it seems like he blames everybody else for mistakes he makes. Which, as a leader, I don't think you do that. So, uh, Hawkins does have a high dribble. I know he's six ten. Good week of practice will help Goody a lot. I agree. Um, I, I think that helps. Like I said, I think he would have got playing time tonight just to throw him in against a, a team that Illinois should have handled um, pretty easily. So, uh, I don't know. Um, Dane Danger. 30 minutes, 7 for 11, 3 for 4 from the line, 17 points, 9 rebounds, 1 block, 1 turnover. Um, I thought Danger was good this game. Uh, there were the, This is a game, he was my player to watch. This is a game where he should have dominated Rebracha. Um, and it seemed like when he did get the ball, he, he did pretty well in there. Um, I, I wish Illinois worked on getting him the ball more. The only thing, like, I, I love when Jaden Epps gets hot or when Matthew Meyer gets hot, but I feel like when you keep going to the well so many times, it, the, the other team's going to stop it. Of course, Illinois didn't stop it when Perkins kept doing what he was doing. Um, uh, you know, of course, getting in the foul line helps that. But uh, in and speaking of Coleman, Coleman goes to the lane where he should have probably had an easy bucket. And instead, he gets stuck there. Danger's trying to get open. Danger gets called for a three-second call. So um, it, it's those things offensively that that just drive me crazy about Coleman. Um, Jay says, just wish when Hawkins would drive and he's got like a 10-footer shoot the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, he just – he's so passive – um, even down low, I mean, he's 6'10", right? He shouldn't be that passive in the paint. And when he does go up, he it looks like he's trying to flail to get a foul call. So, um, Ty Rogers, 18 minutes, 3 for 3 from the field, 6 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals. He did have 3 turnovers, um, but I, I, w I think we saw the more offensive-minded Ty, in this, at least in the first half of this game. Um and then uh, you also saw his his freshman in him. Um, he made those mistakes, uh, a few you know timely turnovers uh, towards the end of the first half. Um, one of the passes Underwood commented on about how he just kind of threw it to the corner and nobody was there. Um, but really liking what we're seeing from Ty Rogers uh, on the offensive end, along with how well he plays defense and you know six rebounds. Always got like that. RJ Melendez, 15 minutes, 0 for 1, 2 for 2 from the line. Uh, two points, three rebounds, one turnover. Uh, defense is still really good. When he was on Sanford, he uh, he played really good defense on him. Um, he did have one of those. He was dribbling the ball, and it, it he bounced it above his head because he lost control of it. And then he missed a wide-open three. Um, Ethan put down, he missed, missed a three again. That was wide open. Um, but he only took one. So that's, that's good. Right. 
Uh, Jay says, need to get Rodgers more minutes. More he plays, the better he gets. I mean, 18 minutes, I think that's that's where you want him. 15 to 20, I think, is is a good spot for Ty right now. Uh, he's he's getting more, he's definitely getting more confidence. You can see that in him. Uh, did do I wish that he might take some of Coleman's minutes? I guess. Uh, I I just don't know. Um, sincere, uh, eleven minutes, one rebound, one block, one turnover. Uh, I I just put down that they you know tried to run everybody at Perkins, put sincere in there. Sincere made you know. A, he made a good pass that Danger couldn't corral. Then he makes a foul that's, you know, 50 feet away from the basket. And uh, Underwood talked about Perkins, and he said, quote, the fouling got him in the rhythm. It's not the shots he made. You have to make guys shoot hard shots. When you let a guy get going and you have to put him on the foul line, uh, to his credit, he did make them, and he was terrific today. So... Uh, Ethan's internet is out. <laughs> so, uh, I think maybe I'll just finish up the Iowa game and maybe we'll come back a little bit later today and talk about Rutgers. If that works, I know you guys don't have a say. So, <laughs> uh, Brat says it is still too fast for Rogers. It will slow down. I, I think that Rogers is too fast. Um, I think Sincere can block Edie. He did. Sincere did have a great block. He got up um, on that one block that he had in this game. So uh, other notes and quotes, go over these real quick for you guys. Um, and, and I think if you look just at statistics, you would think that Illinois probably won this game. Um, uh, rebounding Illinois won 37 to 26. They shot Illinois shot 49%. Uh, Iowa shot 45%. They both hit seven threes. Uh, Illinois five blocks, kind of kind of their MO. Um, Iowa with only two. Free throws really, you know, as much as Iowa benefited from the free throw line, they weren't that too far off. Um, Illinois 18 of 23, which will you, you will always take that from Illinois, I think. 18 for 23, uh, 78%. So I think you take that all day long. Um, Iowa 26 of 30, of course, Perkins shot 16 of those 15 of 16, uh, kind of, kind of hurt Illinois a bunch. Um, and Ethan had, uh, inter- interesting stat he shared online on Twitter. Um, Iowa had 46 points in the second half on 11 made field goals. So, uh, Illinois continues to, to turn the ball over 14 turnovers this game. Uh, Underwood said of that, uh, he said, quote, tie pitches one to the corner where nobody is standing there for no reason under no duress. Coleman has one fumble out of his hands for a turnover. He throws one three-quarter court. He said, those weren't even forced, but I thought for the most part, we were okay with it. You can't win on the road having unforced turnovers like we had. So, uh Underwood was okay with all but three of the turnovers, I guess, is, is what I get from that. But um, his post game, uh, I got three quotes here. And then, like I said, we'll probably be back once Ethan's internet gets figured out um, a little bit later today. So um, Underwood uh, opened up, quote, my hat's off to them. They made a few plays and obviously, 
They made a few plays and obviously a lot of free throws. That being said, I am a little disappointed. Number one defense in the league versus number one offense, and we just weren't disciplined enough on the defensive side. We've had two games this year where we have fouled abundantly on the road, Northwestern here, and it's cost, cost us both games. If Perkin makes all those twos great, I'm happy with that. Oh, he's back. He's back. I mean, what the hell, Xfinity? This is their fault. I don't know. I was just uh, going to do the post and figure we can come back later. Uh, <sighs> well, hopefully this holds. Keep going. So, um, Where are we at? Said, <laughs> I'm uh, to the post game. So, uh, Coleman Hawkins stinks. Uh, TSJ's got to be better in big games. Uh, RJ still can't shoot. Uh, Sincere, fine. Uh, Don't expect him to really be able to guard somebody that weighs 300 more pounds than him. Um, Ty Rogers, you saw the good and bad. Those are my thoughts, everybody. And also, uh, 11 field goals, 46 points is maybe the most ridiculous thing to happen in college basketball this year, at least on a big scale. So that's kind of, I mean, what the hell? (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Crypto. Appreciate it. Live TV is crazy. Yeah. Live from that is a uh this is gonna be nowhere, Illinois. An interesting uh episode to for people to listen to <laughs> hey. after the fact. Yeah. I mean I, I wasn't that bad. I had no, I'm just saying of course the dog started barking when you left. So. I disappeared. Nobody's gonna Uh-oh. know what happened. You're freezing and now. And it's oh. happening again. I can feel it. Yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> Underwood continued. We gifted them by being undisciplined and fouling them. You can't give up a free throw block out when they do miss one, and you cannot, you cannot not get on the floor for a loose ball scrum. That leads ultimately to the game defining three. Those are plays we always make, and we didn't make them. So, uh, somebody asked him if it was good to have this nail biting experience. During the season, and Underwood said, I don't care. We practice them. I would rather win by 15 every night like we have been. We didn't handle the end of the first half very well. End of the first half was a huge momentum swing, like we all have been saying. Um, I love Jaden shooting the ball there, but he cannot shoot that ball. We need to have much better understanding of time and score and how to handle that situation. Um, He was also asked about not calling a timeout at the end of the game which if you've watched Brad Underwood the last four, five, four years, how long has he been here? Five years, six this years, is six year. Sheesh. Um, you know that he never calls a timeout at the end of the game. Um, so I don't know why people are asking him about this, but of course they are. And he said, quote, what is wrong with it? It's a broken floor. They could jump into the zone. We like the matchups. Jaden has made his fair share already in his young career. I hate timeouts in late games. We practice them for a reason because it doesn't give the defense time to get set. I liked it. Unfortunately, they made a heck of a play. Do you think Jaden Epps was fouled on that three? Haven't watched it back. Wouldn't know. Okay. Um, I just don't think Jaden Epps airballs a shot that bad if he's not fouled. Was it blocked? I don't think it was ever. I don't think it was tipped. I gotta let my dog in. I'm gonna give it a look here. Um, I will say, uh, in terms of late game, I'm curious to see why the refs. And while I am an advocate of the refs not getting involved in games late and making you know really enormous calls late in games, I do believe that if you're just gonna sit there 
and and let Iowa sit there with the ball in the corner on inbounds and just travel like multiple times and not call it. I mean, I don't understand why you're even there. Yeah, and that's what you know. I don't want to say that you know the refs were the problem because Illinois was fouling a lot. Yeah, but the the out of bounds, the ball that went out of bounds that ultimately led to that three. And then uh, the the clear travel were just – I mean, th- those were huge. Um, but but I'm not mad with how Illinois played this game. I, you know, they, they played well. This might have been the first game where they didn't have a five-minute scoring drought. So, um, overall, they played well. It was just not well enough. I don't think that, that was enough of a – enough contact for them to call that late in the game. But it explains why he missed it so bad, right? I get I don't know. I just can't tell. I mean, he hit his hand after the shot went up. But also, RJ needs to hand that off to uh, Meyer and clear out would be my yeah. – that's what I would do. Yeah. For – for <clears throat> that's the thing is, is I see both sides of calling a timeout there. Um, you, if you call a timeout – like Brad said, you give them a chance to set up their defense and you also give them a chance to foul. So um, it, it's just, it's one of those things where you, they practice it, but it didn't look like they practiced it because there were three guys standing within two feet of each other at the end. So I just hope that the upload of this podcast doesn't sound the way that I've been hearing it because it's just <laughs> big pauses. Uh, hopefully the people that are watching can hear everything that you are saying because I can't the whole okay. time. So I don't know. I mean, we're going down here. So my uh, internet's working. Yeah, I don't know what that. I mean, I, we have the same internet. Same internet. That's what I said. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Luke know. Goody. Last Luke quote. Goody. I already did it. Damn it! I want to talk about Luke Goody. Oh, Luke Goody. Okay. Um. Uh, Underwood, you don't have to say it again. You don't have to say it again. No, Underwood, Underwood just said that Luke Goody's got to get back in the game. I thought I told the viewers that I thought that tonight would have been a great night for him to play yep. some minutes. Um, but I don't think a week of practice is going to hurt him. Yeah, so, uh, more I, time for rest, I guess. But I, I don't assume think Brad, he needs rest, he needs practice. <laughs> I assume Brad viewed it that way as well. Get him back in there tonight, but no, yeah. he can't. So you just got to wait. Uh, I mean, I'd definitely rather see him than RJ right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, Goody defensively last year looked better than RJ did. Now this yeah. year we'll see, but he's also hard, hard to believe that he wouldn't be a better shooter right now than RJ is. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing, uh, like Brad said, is his conditioning right now. So, I mean, when you're in a boot, you're not running, you're not doing anything. So, uh, Brady's going to vote for Goody for president when he runs in 2042. Uh, just a quick stat here. I don't know if you talked about this at all. Uh, this is from your boy on Twitter, Nameless. Um, Hawkins is five of his last 30 from three. RJ's five of his last 40. TSJ is four of his last 18 and 11 of his last 40 overall. And then Epps is five for his last 23. So a lot of guys struggling from three on the squad. Yeah. Um, 
and Brad was happy that Coleman had that wide open three for a chance to tie great, it. So great, tremendous. And also, let's <laughs> let's also say this. Uh, I know it's Iowa's defense, but Illinois generated a lot on offense. Like there was a lot of good looks, a lot of. I mean, this is the best that their offense has looked in a long yeah. time, and I think a lot of it probably was because Iowa's not good defensively. But I mean, yeah, I mean, well, and that's shots. you know, like Epps. Epps had his way on Sanford. Sanford couldn't handle Epps. Yeah. So. Um, and in case people were wondering, Matthew Myers twelve for his last twenty eight. So that's in the last bad. four games. Um, let's just do a quick math on that one here. Uh, 40 three percent. He took twenty two over two games, didn't he? Yeah. So <laughs> that would be the last three games. He's twelve for twenty eight. If you want to stretch that to four games, he's uh, fourteen for thirty four. So either way, it's better than anybody else in this team. So better than twenty two percent. Or whatever we're getting out of RJ. RJ is just a train wreck on the offense. <sighs> yep. Like, how many games in a row has he gotten an open three and just it doesn't even – it never looks like it's going to go in. Yeah, Ever. it just looks uncomfortable coming out of his hand. I mean, Iowa was playing off of him. That's how bad he's been. Yeah, I think everybody should do that. So, I hope so. I, All right. It's, it's coming back. Illinois, Rutgers, Saturday. Uh, Illinois, 16 and 7, 7 and 5 in the Big Ten. Rutgers, 16 and 7, 8 and 4 in the Big Ten. Saturday, 1 p.m., FS1. Bardo spot, probably. Again, just feels like it because this is the third Saturday afternoon game in a row um, on Fox slash FS1. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Rutgers plays at Indiana tonight. I would certainly say that Rutgers has the best defense in the Big Ten. I think the only team that you could argue second might be the Illini. Could yeah, be Indiana though too. You never know. Uh, I guess Brad Underwood said we have the best defense. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Brats asked Goodies stats last year: thirty-seven point two percent from three last year. I thought I was muted. Sorry. Um, Sixteen for forty-three. He's almost made. He's almost made more than RJ this year. RJ's 18 for 76. So Goody, with uh, 33 less attempts last season, made two less threes than uh, RJ's made this year. So just to compare the two there. Um, And, of course, RJ was somehow 9 for 16 from three last year. Like, that makes any sense. Airball or brick? Yeah, that's right. Uh, (laughs) Rutgers is 5 and 3 since January 8th. They got to a hot start in the Big Ten. Uh, three and one, and then they've, you know, been up and down since, which isn't surprising. They did lose Geo Baker and Ron Harper Jr. from last year's team, which hasn't mattered as much as <clears throat> people would think. Probably because Pykele's a great coach, and they got some key glue guy depth, good players back, such as Mulcahy, McConnell, and Omoriyoye. Right. So, uh, in I'm conference Rui. play. Yep, in conference play. Did RJ beat down or did Brad beat down RJ? I don't know. They they say that RJ responded well to that. Uh I mean, I was in Vegas and it was it was ugly. So I I don't know what's going on. Anyways, go ahead. In conference play only, uh adjusted defense, Illinois second in the conference, and Rutgers is first. Uh, and adjusted offense, Illinois seventh, Rutgers is ninth. So I wouldn't expect a ton of scoring in this game, but you never know. And Steve Peichel and Brad Underwood are probably the two 
coaches that have done the most to get their programs back on track, given where the programs were upon inheritance of said program. And like from a recruiting perspective, Rutgers has gotten a five-star. Brad got Adam Miller. He got Io. He got, you know, Sky Clark. So a lot of recruits and such. I'm not saying, you know, how those guys panned out at Illinois, but they did get the the recruits that the previous coach, who is a loser, could not do. Oh. Uh, Rutgers projected lineup, uh, point guard, Paul Mulcahy, six foot seven, seven, 17 points, three assists, three steals against Michigan state at the two camp. Spencer didn't even put his height. I don't know why. I, I don't <laughs> even know what he, I forgot the height on two of these guys. Six, wow. three. All right. Uh, 42% from three. I'll find it. Hold on. 47 for one twelve from three, six, four house close. Okay. Uh, loyal Maryland transfer. And they got Caleb McConnell at the three, six foot seven, I believe. I didn't put the height yep, there either. That's right. Uh, Big Ten defensive player of the year last season could very well do it again this season. Ten steals in the last five games for him. Crypto C, buddy. At the four, Mawat Mag, six seven, not a scorer. Double figures scoring in five of 23 games this season. And then at the five, Clifford Omorovoye, six foot 11. Tremendous rim protector. I put fantastic, switch it to tremendous. Boom. Yeah. 15 points, 12 boards against Michigan State. So essentially the same lineup as last season, except you plug in Spencer for Baker and Mag for Harper, which is a lot less scoring from at least replacing Harper. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a solid team. Probably not a team that's going to be one that you're real afraid to play, but that's that's, that's not a knock, you know? <laughs> I mean, they've won some games. So uh, I was trying to see what Mulcahy averaged last year. Nine. He's about the same this year. The classic um, Rutgers thing is to lose some horrific non-conference games early. Yeah. Like last year they did it. This year they lost to Temple, who isn't that bad, but still. They lost to Temple and Seton Hall. They only scored 43 points against. And then last year they lost to DePaul, Lafayette, and UMass. So they could pick, yeah. I mean, this is a an Illinois Illinois Rutgers has literally been home team wins for the last few years. Um, Illinois last year at Rutgers they lost by eleven. Home against Rutgers they won by thirty five. So, you know, it kind of goes back and forth in that sense. You look at a couple years ago at Rutgers, Illinois lost by three. Um, they didn't play home against Rutgers, but neutral site they beat them by twenty two. And then if you want to stretch that back to two seasons ago, uh, they beat Rutgers in Champaign uh, by three and didn't play him, or they lost him by 15 on the road. So Yeah, I think I was in Branson. That was early when Illinois – that was when Illinois was ranked pretty high, right? Sure, sure, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, But lucky to not have to go to the rack this year, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, you, you take uh, only playing Rutgers once and you get it at home. So, um, I, yeah, I, this is kind of a team like they're not, they don't have great scorers, but they have guys that can get going. Like McConnell, you know, if he's hitting the mid range, um, then then you're in trouble. Mulcahy, uh, he he's he likes to back down. He's a lot like uh, Jalen Pickett, but scrawny white guy. How about Tyler Wall? <laughs> Tyler Wall, comparison. thank you. Um, Tyler Wall would be a better comparison. So obviously, thank you. Appreciate that. But yeah. 
Yeah, you just say, I mean, Illinois is all about forcing, you know, tough jumpers, and you got to hope that Rutgers misses them. So I don't know why I'm not worried about Illinois' offense in this game, but I probably should be. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if Illinois gets going a little bit, I'm worried. I'm worried about Illinois' ball handling this game. Um, because Rutgers is a team that knows how to how to swipe and and get loose balls. Um, and Illinois didn't show much much in the Iowa game on that. I mean, going after balls, they they didn't get many 50-50 balls. You know who's um, really good at that? UCLA. Yeah. Beat them. UCLA is the number three defense in the country this year. Yeah, so beat them early though. I, the, Still. Those games don't matter. But okay, it's early, but it's also a team with a ton of veterans. Will Rutgers game be the first one to fifty points? No. <laughs> I'm it, gonna it's gonna 60. feel that way, but I'm gonna say sixty. But yeah. Not a lot of games usually do that. I, I guess the Illinois Iowa game did do that, even though the scoring wasn't that high. I mean eighty one seventy nine is not that high. 91-89 is a more normal score for Iowa. Um, but, you know, metrically speaking, on Ken Palm, adjusted offense, Illinois 49th, Rutgers 119th. Adjusted defense, Illinois 18th, Rutgers 2nd. Adjusted tempo, Illinois 79th, Rutgers 232. And overall, Illinois 25th, Rutgers 15th. So I wonder if Illinois is going to want to try to get out and run or slow it down against them. I would think that getting out and moving a little bit would be a good thing for Illinois in this game. Because I yeah. think they're a little bit more uh, prone to bad possessions if they just stay in the half court the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what Brad always wants is his team to run a little bit more. Um I think you have to you have to force turnovers to have that happen. Uh Rutgers, I assume, is probably second in turnovers behind Illinois. Uh, Illinois averages like 13 something. Ruggers averages 12. So um, there, there's a chance to, to pick up the pace this game. Uh, I, I think that that would be I, ideal because Rutgers is very good in the half court defense. So, yep. Players to watch. Players to watch. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Coleman Hawkins. Because uh, who doesn't want to watch Coleman Hawkins? I'm sure he'll be fantastic. <laughs> uh, I put Coleman just because um, with uh, Cliff Omarui, who is my Rutgers player to watch. Uh, I think that I think that if Dane gets in foul trouble, which he's been prone to do lately, um, you're going to have to see Coleman Hawkins try to guard Cliff Omarui. The good part about that is, is Amaruri is going to have to guard him on the other end. So we're going to see a lot of, you know, 22 foot three pointers out of Coleman. And uh, I hope he knocks him down. So, yep. I'm going uh, Jade Neps and Cam Spencer. I have to assume that Jade Neps' matchup in this game will be Cam Smith Spencer. He's the smaller of anybody mm-hmm. on the floor for them, despite the fact that he does really play sh- the, the two. So I would assume from a matchup perspective, you're probably going to see Epps versus Spencer, Shannon versus Mulcahy, Meyer versus, I guess, Mag. I guess. I don't know. I mean, Coleman against McConnell and then Danger against Cliff. I think think you put – I think you put uh, Meyer on Mulcahy. Sure. But that's just me. So I'm not the coach. Uh. Uh, 
players to watch don't have to be the best players, okay? They can be the guys that we want to see if they they bounce back. All right. Which this guy will not. But... <laughs> uh predictions. Uh I got uh, you know, sixty in the sixties, I think this game is gonna be. Um I think Illinois is gonna pull it out at home. I'll take uh Illinois sixty eight sixty four. Uh, it's one. It's one that I think they they kind of need um, at home against uh, again the number currently the number two team uh, in the league, and and you, you gotta you gotta pull this one out. I'll take Illinois sixty five sixty. Historically speaking, they win at home against Rutgers no matter what. Um, so I think they can do it again here. Although I wouldn't hate if. Baker or Harper or one of the two is still there because I think it takes away a little bit from their defense, but that's just me. I guess Camp Spencer's not a good defender, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, who cares at this point? Just win. Just get the win because, you know, you don't want to be on the bubble, which Illinois is really not close to the bubble right now, but you never know. Not yet. Not the yet. The good thing for Illinois is that there's a lot of teams in other conferences with bad conference records that are have worse resumes than Illinois, like West Virginia and – you know, others. So, yeah, they'll be fine. All right. I need to get out of this before it kicks me <laughs> off again. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sticking with us through uh, that mess. Uh, don't buy Comcast, I guess. I don't know. Usually pretty good. Usually <laughs> pretty are, good. They are. I'm just joking. Comcast, we'd love a sponsorship. Thanks. I'm sure that'll happen, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll see everybody uh, after this game. So, yeah. Uh, what time is the game? One o'clock, I believe. One o'clock. Mm, what are you doing Saturday? Don't know. Don't know. Um, maybe we will. I don't know. We'll, we'll okay. see. Yep. Keep, Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Maybe a watch party. Just win the game. Okay, bye. Later. <laughs>